0: Man, If we could have testimony service today, we'd hear many people tell what God has done for them. He's kept us through so many things. And I give God praise for that today. He's a great God. A great God. Never fails. And the thing about God is, He said He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Does anybody believe that? What He did before, He'll do now. And he would be the same God tomorrow. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And that's in the Bible. Welcome to Friend Day. The best vitamin for making friends is B1. You blondes will figure that out when you get home. I'm just playing. Please, if you're blonde, don't hold that against me. That was just, amen. Good friends are like stars, one fellow said. You don't always see them, but you know they're there. It's a truth. A best friend is like a four leaf clover, hard to find, but lucky to have. So here today we are as friends, and I believe the Lord would like to say some things to us as people who love the Lord. It's obvious you love the Lord or you wouldn't be in the house of God today. Let me make this plug to you. If you're here today and you don't attend church anywhere, come on back. We'd, we'd love to have you. I'm not here to proselyte all our guests, and that's not what we do, uh, but but we do invite you. If you're looking for Jesus, this is a great place to find him, great place to know him. Amen. Hallelujah. Someone told me just before this service today that they had had a baby that did not make it in the prior years. But the young lady here today said that she became pregnant and bio- that she went to the, uh, the doctor and the doctor took the test and said that you're going to have a miscarriage. There's no baby. We see where there should be a baby there's no baby. She came to church the next week or so, and the Spirit of the Lord moved mightily, and she walked down for prayer. Someone laid hands on her, and I think it might have been you, Brother Rory, that prayed for her, and uh, she went back to the doctor, the doctor said, I don't have an explanation, but there's a baby now. Allison, did that happen? That happened. And uh, when I heard that this morning, I thought, wow, that's the God that we serve. The miracle worker. The miracle worker. Hallelujah. You can't make this stuff up. That's the God that we serve. And I'm sure she's watching today all the way from the state of Georgia, Jansen. That's Non and Martha's daughter, my niece. She had. A twin boy and a twin girl that were born and didn't live but just a few minutes and passed away. And, and um, she was so broken, her and her husband, it was their first child, first, first children. And both of them died at birth. And uh, But God made her promise through a prophecy and said that he would restore, he would heal, he would give her those children back well guess what and the odds if you go look this up now I'm not a doctor today but if you go look this up I mean it's 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 very minute that this could happen again but when she got pregnant again she had yes a boy and a girl and they were born and they are healthy today it was a miracle a miracle she'll testify to that Jansen I wish she was here today baby I know you're watching she was last watching last Sunday when I mentioned her on another note. But her husband is working in Georgia right now. We're praying them home in Jesus' name. Praise God. The Bible said in Luke chapter 18, you don't have to stand, you've stood enough. God knows we honor the word of the Lord. He spake a parable unto them to this end that men all ought always to pray and not to faint. Saying. This is the little parable he told. There was a city, there was in the city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. There was a widow in that city and she came unto him saying, avenge me and my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God nor regard, regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, hear what the unjudged judge saith, and shall not God avenge, I want you to listen to this, shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. I tell you that... He will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. I want to ask this question to you today. When Jesus comes, will he find faith on the earth? Speaking of faith, Jimmy, I saw you come in, the first time you've been here in over a year and a half, hasn't been since COVID began. Jimmy Douglas is a member of this church, but this is his first time back to church and I'm glad he's here. (laughs) Jimmy was standing to teach a class here one Sunday morning a few years ago now and suddenly collapsed. If it hadn't been for the nurses and the nurse practitioner in this church, Jimmy would have died. But they got him and got him to the hospital. He suffered a massive stroke. He's been in a wheelchair. But God's continually healing Jimmy Douglas. And we believe God is going to finish that work, Jim. Love you. I'm glad to see you today. God bless you. In the Living Bible, in verse 8 of Luke 18, it says this. In the Living Bible, yes, he will answer them quickly. But the question is, when I, the Messiah, Return. How many will I find who have faith and are praying? When he comes, he's looking for somebody that has faith. One other translation says this I assure you, he will. He will not drag his feet. But how much of that kind of persistent faith will the Son of Man find on the earth when he returns? Let me preface my remarks on faith this morning and on hope today with this. I, I don't have to tell you the things that I'm about to tell you, but we are living in unchartered times. Never have we faced what we are facing now. The world has changed drastically over the last two years. And you look back over the turn of the century to the early days of this century, and we remember 9-11, and that changed America and changed the way we do things. And now we, we're living in, in just an unchartered course. It's It's been hurricanes and tornadoes and displacement of families and and all kind of political upheaval, and wars, and rumors of wars, and many things happen. If you go and read the scripture, you will not be alarmed at what is happening in our world because it is all predicated upon the Bible. It's coming to pass because the Word of God said in the last days, there are going to be perilous times. In the last days, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be earthquakes in diverse places. There will be pestilence, and there will be famine in the land. These are all prophecies. You can find most of them in Matthew 24. But there are a lot of things that the scripture talks about concerning the last days of time. And I, I'm just here to tell you today that we're all aware. We're not alarmed anymore. I mean, who who knows what's coming next? You think you get through one one uh, phase of, of COVID-19 and then they tell us there's another variant and then they tell us there's more coming and, and, and there's, there's arguments on all sides. Look, I, I, got, I got to thinking about this yesterday. Aren't you glad God is not a Democrat and God is not a Republican and God is not a libertarian? You know what God is? He's God and he's got this thing in his hand. Amen. He he don't run by party. He runs because he is God. But I'm going to tell you right now, these things should not alarm a Christian because these are things that are carrying us to the last days of time. He said, the Bible said, upon the circle of the earth. He knows the going and the coming of all mankind. He understands where we are today. God has nothing has taken him by surprise. COVID didn't take God by surprise. Earthquakes don't take God by surprise. Hurricanes don't take, nothing takes God by surprise. He literally sitteth upon the circle of the earth and he knows the going and coming of all mankind. Should I should I tell you today that because of things that are happening, many have failed to believe and many have failed to trust God. To trust God is something that we must learn to do. Our trust is predicated upon our faith. Faith and trust are not exactly the same. We trust things every day. We trust whoever built our house that it's not going to fall in on our head. We trust the bank with our money. Keep your fingers crossed. We trust, we trust everything. We trust a plane. When you, you ever got on a plane and just got to thinking about it? All these thousands of pounds are about to go up in the air and I'm on it? You trust the pilot, you trust the plane, you trust the car, you trust everything from day to day. But faith is things that, it's predicated on things that you've not seen but you believe. The Bible said in Hebrews chapter 11, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. But it is the evidence of things that are not seen. So to have trust is to have confidence in or you could put faith in there. It's to have reliance or believe or be confident about. It is complete confidence in a person or a plan or a thing. But simply believing God is not good enough. We are to have faith when things are bad and good, when things are not good going the way we want them to and things are exactly how we feel like they ought to be. Our faith cannot waver because it is a trick of the devil to steal faith from the heart of every child of God. It is his mission to remove faith from the earth. This is why Jesus said, when I come I want to know if there's going to be faith in the earth. If there's darkness in the land and there's hurricanes and tornadoes and COVID-19 and sickness and death and problems and situations that you didn't plan for. I'm asking you today, where is your faith? i want to tell you all other ground is seeking sand except on God. He's the solid rock upon which I stand. My hope is not in things of this world. My hope is not in the doctors or the the scientists or the astrologers or the philosophers. It's not in the president or the Congress or, pardon me, it's not in elected officials and we have some here today, but men are capable of mistakes. But when you place your faith in God, it does not matter what comes or what goes. You can stand the test of time and God will give you deliverance as the outcome. Trust is the practical outworking of faith. It is when we trust God that we show our faith in God. David said, Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. He said again, The Lord is my rock, my fortress and my Deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust. He's my buckler and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. He said again, in God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. So here's what I've come to tell you on a Sunday morning in 2021. Let the winds blow. Let the clouds rise. Let the situation change. Let the news be ugly. Let there be all kind of detrimental things come to our society and to our nation. I have read in the back of the book, and the back of the book says we win. This is all going to be over soon. It's just a little dwelling place for a little while. We're going to be here and then we're out of here because I anchored my hope and my faith in Jesus Christ. Come on, give God some know what David said in Psalms 118 you ought to mark it in your Bibles verses 8 and 9 he said it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes that's what he said some trust in in chariots The scripture saying some in horses. But we're going to remember the name of our Lord, our God. We're going to remember who got us here. And who. look, he didn't bring you out to leave you here. He brought you out to take you in. Hallelujah. He didn't get you out of your, your sin and your degradation and your miserable lifestyle to bring you out here and leave you by yourself. My faith is in him that if he brought us out, he will carry us through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why Solomon picked up the pen and said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Now look, I know some of you think you got it figured out, but you don't. And neither do I. About the time you think you got, look, I thought I had math figured out till they come along with new math. I, I don't even know how to do math anymore. Math has made, so, so when you think you've got it all figured out, just remember, you don't have it all figured out. He said, lean not to your own understanding, but if in all of thy ways you will acknowledge him. And when you get up in the morning, you say, God, I don't know what this day is, but I, I'm trusting you. My faith is in you. I believe in that you're going to take care. You're going to order my steps. You're going to see me through every crisis in this day. You're going to, you're going to take me through whatever comes my way. In all of thy ways acknowledge him. And you know what the Bible said? He shall direct thy path. That means that every step you take is ordered of God. God's going to be with you everywhere you go. Everything you do. He's going to make sure that you make the right move next. Your faith remains strong. Your faith is in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to you today. Don't lose your faith in this end time hour. Don't lose your faith in what you believe all these years about your God. Your God is strong and your God is mighty and your God is able to take care of this crisis. Hallelujah. You know, this has been quite a ride. You ought to be a preacher. You're supposed to have all the answers. I don't have any answers. I don't even know the questions. Here's what I know I let out church, and some got mad. I started it back, and the others got mad. (laughs) The jury's out. Thank you, Judge. Nobody but you. The jury's out. Here's what I do know you can't let circumstance and time and situations and problems. There was a little woman that went to a judge at midnight. She said, I to me of mine adversary. The judge said, Go home, go to bed. It's nighttime. She wouldn't quit. The Bible said she was there day and night. She was warting the living fire out of him. Avenge me of my adversary. She, he said, look, I'm not afraid of God and I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of a man, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do what you want me to do just to get you off my back. Now that's, that's not the way it says it, but that's basically what happened. And she got avenged of her adversary because she was persistent in her faith. And the Lord said, the Lord said, If my people are going to cry out to me, don't think that I'm not going to answer. What you see that judge doing for that woman, I'm going to do. But he said, I'm looking for faith. When I come, I want to find faith in the earth. you you got to get your lip off the carpet and say, well, I don't know what we're going to do. Let me tell you what we're going to do. We're going to get up every day and walk by faith and not by sight. We're going to keep believing God. God's still the healer. God's still the miracle worker. God's still in charge I'm just telling you today, you got to get up every day believe in God, and you can't quit asking and you can't quit knocking. He said, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily and nevertheless, nevertheless, he said, when the Son of Man comes, he's going to do the same thing, but he's got to find faith in the earth. So I'm asking you about your faith today. I preached a message one time. Has anybody seen my faith? Huh. Has anybody seen my faith? You know what, you know what that's saying? Have you, have you done what you were supposed to do as a child of God? Your faith should shine like the new day sun. Your faith ought to tell people who you are. Let me tell you, there's been some wicked and horrible experiences going on over the last year and a half of people dying by themselves, not even able to. We had a man that was a, that was the, the, the secretary of this church for over 40 years. He wound up over 90 years old, one of the greatest men you'll ever meet in a nursing home. His kids couldn't go see him. They'd go to the window and look in. Liz, you know I'm telling the truth. Donald and David, you know I'm telling the truth. It's your daddy. But he'd look out and he couldn't understand why they couldn't come he died by himself we didn't bring him here we took him to a cemetery and had a a, a little service in the open let me tell you these are trying days and it will make you wonder where God is you feel like Job sometime oh that I knew where I might find him but when you can't see God and when you can't you can't understand God when you can't track God you've got to believe God and your faith has got to remain strong can't, don't worry about all that because let me tell you he's better off now than we are he made it to the other side hear this preacher on this Sunday morning let your faith become strong and when Jesus Christ comes back let it be said that our faith did remain and our faith will still remain Just, a, just another minute or two. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. That's in the Bible. On November the 19th, 1863, President Abraham Lincoln stood before 15,000 people to dedicate the National Cemetery at Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And in his Gettysburg address, Lincoln said this. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent, a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether the nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. And today we are testing this nation again. When our founding fathers talked about, about religion and politics, they borrowed their language from the scriptures. I may make some of you mad today, but it won't be the first time I've ever made anybody mad. All the founding fathers, including Thomas Jefferson, shared the common belief that people cannot maintain liberty without religion. And then they made made the separation in church and state. And I've said this many, many, many times. I believe the church has got to be involved in the state, but the state don't need to be involved in the church. Are you with me? Amen. That's a touchy subject nowadays, isn't it? When they're telling you where to go and what to wear and what you can do and what you can't do. So, so the reason I'm saying all this, I want you to see something. And I won't I won't take time to read it all. But in 1861, Secretary of the Treasury Salmon P. Chase received a letter from a minister by the name of M.R. Watkinson, and it asked him to recognize that God was in our nation. I won't read that letter, I have it. Seven days after receiving the letter, Secretary Chase wrote to James Pollock, the director of the men in Philadelphia, and instructed him to prepare a motto declaring, no nation can be strong except in the strength of God, or safe except in his defense. The trust of our people in God should be declared on our national coins. And so, in God we trust first appeared on the 1864 two-cent coin. And on every coin that we have in America, it still says, in God we trust. Am I right? But let me tell you. The devil's made it his business. I may cross you today, but if I cross you, I love you. But I'm right, and you have a right to be wrong. Listen to me. They've attacked school prayer, they don't want the Ten Commandments posted in public places. We're now allowing gay marriage. In some religious circles, they're making homosexuals preachers. I know I'm on shaky ground, but I don't care. you, You want to know what's wrong with America? You want to know what's wrong with America? I'm going to tell you what's wrong with America. They're taking faith out. And little by little, they're jerking faith out of every part of our society. You can't do this, you can't believe that. They can stand up and do whatever they want to. We're, we're not allowed to say. Let me tell you, the only reason evil will ever prevail is for good people to keep silent. We need to stand up and say, God, our faith is in you and we're going to remain this way and we're not moving one inch. We're going to stand for what's right. I know I'm right. Come on, give God praise. He's right. Just stand with me right now. I'm, I'm closing. I'm closing. You... When you remove God out of school you remove God out of everything you know and 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 I I could tell you and read to you stories and you You know I'm telling the truth. It's on the news every day, things that are happening all around us. But I wish you'd go today and and go look it up. In 1962, June the 27th, 1962, Senator Robert Byrd, whether you like him or hate him, of West Virginia, delivered a powerful and moving message to Congress just two days after the Supreme Court declared prayer in schools to be unconstitutional. I wish you'd go read what he wrote and the letter that he wrote and the speech that he made. Because ladies and gentlemen it's all come to pass. He wasn't a prophet he was a congressman. But he foresaw what was going to happen in America. What I'm telling you today is this. Don't let the devil get in your family and destroy your faith. Don't let the devil get in your lifestyle and destroy your faith. Don't let the world tell you things are okay when God says they're not. If it's sin back then it's still sin. God didn't change his mind. If it's wrong back then it's still wrong. God had changed, I'm here to tell you on this Sunday morning that our faith has to remain. Somebody's got to stand up and say, I'm still holding on to what God gave me, and I believe in God will help us through this. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence upon my people, God said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. God knows we need a healing of our land. God knows we need a healing in America. And the only way it's gonna happen is for people that have faith to stand up and say, God, have mercy upon us. Somebody's got to stand in the gap. My faith, I declare to you on this Sunday morning, my faith will remain. I will be like the little lady at midnight and I'll keep knocking until God says okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, would you leave this room today? Don't, don't go anywhere yet. We're going we're to sing a little bit and then we're going to take about five minutes and give some things away just to whoever's lucky here today. But listen, listen. May the Lord bless you. And may the Lord keep you. And may his light shine upon you. And may your faith remain strong. Whatever you do. Judges, I pray for you. You're in a precarious place. I know you are. Our our leaders of our land, they need our prayer. I don't care if you voted for them or didn't vote for them, like them or don't like them. You're instructed by the Bible to pray for them. Pray for those that are in authority. Pray for them. And you know what I'm praying? That, That thank God we got some that are standing up strong and I'm praying for those that are not. I'm praying that God will give them strength and God will give them anointing and God would let our faith remain.